This is episode 12 with Ryan Bonhart and the many benefits of Fedora. Hello, and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello, everybody. Tim Cooper here, and welcome to another episode of the eCourse Domination Podcast. And today, we've got a very special guest on. He's from Fedora, and he's going to be talking about the benefits of hosting your own course. Now, I've said all along that Udemy is only one option out there when it comes to putting your courses up online. It's a good option. It's a good place to start, but it does have its limitations and it does have its flaws. So today, we're going to talk about other options out there, how to take more control of your courses. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of it all, here's a quick announcement. As I've announced on previous episodes of this podcast, I'm currently in the process of creating my next course. And I've recently put a pre-launch page up on the internet with some information about what the course is going to contain and inviting people to join the pre-launch list, which will give you a free lesson when the product is launched, but it's also going to open up a dialogue to let you interact with me as the course is being developed and to make sure that your questions and your problems are actually being addressed as I develop the course. Now, if you're interested in getting in and having getting in on the inside and, and being part of the courses being developed, please pop across to ecoursedomination.com slash ideas prelaunch. That's ideas, I-D-E-A-S, pre-launch, all one word. And you can read about what this new course is all about. It's called Ideas That Sell. And it's the, it's the foundation. It's the basis of creating anything online, whether you're creating an online course, a Kindle book, or any other sort of digital information product. These are the first steps that you must go through to guarantee that your course is going to be marketable and, 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 and reaching a market that actually wants your information. So once again, if you want to be on the inside, just pop across to ecoursedomination.com forward slash ideas prelaunch. And once again, before we get into the main interview and we say it every show, and I'm going to say it every show, I really want to keep the information relevant. I want to be answering your questions. I want to be bringing the information that you want to hear, the topics you want to know more about. I want to be bringing those through those earbuds. So please, if you've got any questions at all, don't hesitate in emailing me. I know the emails are coming through and in, in future podcasts, we will be featuring emails from, from listeners. But if you've got a, a question that you want answered or a topic you want addressed, just email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. Okay, so today I'm talking to Ryan Bonhart, who's part of the Use Fedora or Fedora team. Uh, Ryan in himself is a successful instructor. He's on Udemy and uh, he's got something like 40,000 odd students on Udemy, went looking for an alternative due, due to whatever reasons and came across Fedora. Now, I'm a big fan of not putting all your eggs in one basket and, 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 and putting your courses out on multiple platforms. And I'm also a fan of Fedora. So today, uh, I bring you an interview with Ryan Bonhart. So without any further ado, here's the interview. 
Today's guest is a self-directed learning enthusiast and self-taught web developer and entrepreneur. Ryan is the founder of Maker-Based, and he is one of the instructors at Million Dollar Instructor, and he is also on the team at Fedora. And now it is with great pleasure that I welcome Ryan Bonhart to the call. Welcome, Ryan. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, thanks for having me, Sam. It's, it's a great pleasure to have you here today, and I'm really excited to be talking to you because I think we're really going to bring some really powerful information to the listeners today. So before we get started, can you just fill us in with a little bit of, of your background? Yeah, so um, uh, I graduated college here in the U.S., we'll jump forward to that, in uh, 2009, and it was uh, historically one of the worst times to graduate college. Um, you know, you have a bunch of uh, people with... Uh, you know, high-end degrees, even masters, and they're in the service industry. Um, so basically, you know, to cut the story story short, it led me to um, learning coding. You know, uh, it was starting to become one of the hot topics at the time, and uh, you know, I started learning it. And about two, three years later, you know, I was a full-blown you know developer with different customers and working at a firm as well. And I uh, thought to myself, basically, you know. Um, if I had to learn this all over again, what would I do? Uh, you know, how would I do it? Because I wasn't really happy with the resources out there, you know. And it was an epiphany moment, so I actually put uh, that as a blog post uh, out there on Medium, and it and it grew some grew some traction. And so then I just went ahead and and went with the course and started the course, and along with that started Maker Based, as you were talking about, uh, or as you mentioned, um, basically aimed at you know teaching coding. Um, in my opinion, you know, the, the most effective way, as well as we really aim towards the, the, uh, teacher and student side of things, you know, no one is really, um, I guess, uh, supplying that market with the correct curriculum, in my opinion, like a lot of people are doing great online, but I thought that was one place where people weren't as focusing as much because it's hard to get into, um, just because of the, you know, the, the slow changes and all that good stuff and tendency to, you know, teach on topics that are a little bit behind schedule, uh, all that. So we focus more on the, on the school and teachers and, you know, we had great success with it and I guess we'll get to this at some point, but, um, with my teaching online, that's eventually how I, I was led to, to finding out about Fedora and, you know, in the long run, becoming a member of the team. Fantastic. Now, as I've always said, Udemy is only one option of many. And while it's no, no doubt got the lion's share of the market, it's also got its flaws. So today I want to talk about a number of things, including the benefits of hosting your courses on your own site and pricing and promotional strategies. So can we just start by going through some comparisons of the benefits between sites like Udemy versus using WordPress plugins like WP Courseware and the, the benefits that Fedora has? Yeah, so I mean, I think I'm trying to think how to start. I think a little background from my end uh, would help this in terms of the reason why I started looking. Right, so I I started online with Udemy, and uh, it was great. It was great to to use to grow my to grow my student base. Um, however, uh, you know, I got to I think I'm celebrating right around my one year anniversary of being on there, and earlier this year. And late, well, earlier this year, I got to like 40,000 plus students. And late last year, I got to, you know, hit the, started hitting the 10, 20, 30,000 marks. And, um, which, 
you know, I have a hundred dollar course on there. So if from an outsider looking in, if you do the math, you know, uh, what's a hundred times, we'll just say 10,000, um, alone is, you know, $1 million, right? Um, mm. and even if they took, you know, 50% of that, then I should be making $500,000, which 50% is a huge, uh, amount. And in my opinion, at least. And so, it, that wasn't the case, right? Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a yacht. I'm not living large right now. Uh, and so basically, you know, you plug into their different, uh, promotional strategies so that you have a chance to be promoted by them. Um, since they're taking such a, you know, a high percentage anyways, uh, nonetheless, either way. Um, and then it ends up, you know, your $100 course and sometimes $500 courses gets promoted for, you know, $10 and then you get 25% of that $10. So you're making $2.50 on a $100 course. And mm. for various reasons, you know, that's, that's not good. Obviously, uh, money in your pocket to, it tends to train the customer on Udemy to wait for those deals, right? Because, um, they know that Udemy is going to highlight their best courses with those deals. So why pay full price for the course when you're trained to wait for those deals? So, um, I started branching out and looking for other options. Uh, plus you're also limited with how many times you can contact the, the, uh, your students and with what types of links you can contact your students. So the way I describe it to people in the beginning is, or that may not be familiar with how it works is being on Udemy, um, is, is like, versus being on your own site is kind of like, uh, having a Facebook page versus having your own site. In other words, if you have a, if you have your own site in both cases, whether it's teaching or this other comparison I'm making, you own your students, your contacts information. So you can contact them whenever you have their email address. You know, being on Facebook, you put, if they like your Facebook page, when you send out, uh, status updates on your Facebook page, it doesn't go to your full follower base, right? It only goes to a portion. Um, of your follower base. And so that's how I liken it. Like you don't have full control. You don't have full outreach, um, you know, and you're limited in, in all that way. So that's when I decided I need to get off. And I started, I was actually going to build my own platform. Uh, and you know, looked at, and I just started looking at other options because I, um, can be hard headed. And a lot of times I don't trust, uh, other people. And I just would rather build it myself to make sure it's a hundred percent right. And it has everything I want. So I started looking at other options, whether it was the WordPress, you know, different, uh, plugins, you can pretty much, you know, like hack together, uh, Fedora, different options out there solely so I could get ideas. Uh, I didn't even look at different options to convert to one, but, uh, after I did the math on how, you know, how much time it would take me money, all that stuff, and actually got, uh, comfortable with using Fedora, and tried it out. I was like, man, this is, this has everything I wanted to have. Um, so, you know, it was like one of those, uh, to be, like I said, again, I was very untrusting of, of different, uh, software. So it was one of those too good to be true moments. So I started testing it out and was just waiting for the time, you know, the big, the big, uh, mess up that would basically, you know, let me justify to myself, like, you know, now it's time to build my own platform and it just never came. So, um, I think, that was a roundabout way to answer your question, but to get back to it, uh, Fedora on Fedora's side, it gave me the most flexibility, um, with all the e-commerce options and some that I didn't even think of. Um, you know, and I would hit them with emails like, you know, y'all should have this. And they're like, actually, we already have that. And I'm like, 
well, you should have this. They're like, actually, we already have that. And I'm like, dang it. All right. So um, they have the stuff I want. And then uh, for me, you know, the the flexibility is great when you put together the WordPress plugins, but it's higher maintenance. And a lot of the times, you know, the the WordPress plugin itself, at least in my case, you know, wasn't a hundred. It would. It's looking to provide a lot of flexibility in a lot of different use cases, which is great for flexibility, but it's it's harder for maintenance and um, it it can lack performance in the sense that you know it's kind of hacky since you're trying to provide for a lot of different use cases. Um, you know, there's more ways to the same solution so that you have to hack it up some. If I'm saying that, um, if, if I'm saying that to where that makes sense, whereas um, Fedora and other, you know, LMS platforms out there are simply aimed at, you know, well, Fedora's, you know, we really push towards the, the teacher and giving the student the best experience, but also giving the, to, the teacher the bet, the most flexibility, you know, the best features they can offer so that they can provide the best experience to the students with, you know, with e-commerce features is re- really, um, one of the ways we separate ourselves, uh, apart on that. Yeah, awesome. And as you said, quite rightly, when you're um, looking at using WordPress plugins, so you are sort of taking control of your course, but you do have to have some sort of technical know-how to, like you do have to know how to put all those plugins together, post your course up, and then you've also got to look at uh, like a third-party hosting for your for your videos as well. So there is a, a level of technical expertise involved in that, whereas with obviously with products like Fedora, all that's taken care of and, and you and this instructor just has to worry about getting their course loaded up and set up and, and away it goes. Right. And uh, to, that's a great point. And, and to add to that, um, like, you know, I'm, I feel comfortable. I've, I've worked with a bunch of different WordPress sites. That's what I started doing with my, all my first, you know, freelance clients um, were WordPress sites. And the problem also with WordPress is you have to worry about all the moving parts. You know, they're, there's plugins, there's WordPress itself, there's the theme, and you have to make sure they all integrate, uh, you know, correct, correctly. And like, if one is ready for an update, then you have to go in and read the docs and be like, and find out if this update is going to be compatible with the other two, you know? So it's, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts where essentially, it, you know, it almost takes, you know, a full-time developer to, to maintain all that stuff. Whereas, you know, Fedora, uh, this is the way I look at it, at least, or any, you know, other platform similar to that, uh, you know, SaaS, um, LMS there is that, you know, you have a f- team of full-time developers, a team that is making sure everything is running right for you, right? So you don't have to worry about any of the technical headaches, um, that you would with maintaining your own site. Plus, mm. you know, you can easily host Fedora on your own site and brand it however you want it and make it look like it's your own site. Like people, would like teachers, you know, that would be using our curriculum in the classroom is like, man, this is such great, like UI, uh, you know, like we love this. Like, well, how did you create this so well? You know, and I would tell them Fedora, but if they hadn't asked, you know, they just thought it was, you know, something I built. Mm, mm. And that's, and that's the, that's the important thing too, is that you can actually brand it up. You can put it up on your own, so, so you, so you can either point what you can either point a subdomain or a or a or, or a domain name to the well, you can point it back to a domain name. Is that correct? Yeah. So you can you know you can ho- like my uh, 
my course is host my school is hosted on courses.makerbase.com so you can do a subdomain or you could just do straight up you know like if you go to bitfountain.io which is um awesome guys that are basically teaching i think they've expanded now but they uh were teaching solely you know iphone uh programming and design and stuff like that and you know they've they've crushed it they've made like 2 million dollars in the last year on on their courses but uh, if you go to bitfountain.io that's their homepage uh that that uh their schools hosted on as well mm, awesome and as you're saying it's very important that you have control of your students and you have their email addresses so you can actually not only you know, send them uh, other offers but but just stay in contact with them and send them other educational information tips and tricks and sort of stuff and, and communicate with them as and when you want instead of being dictated to um, by another site, and I'm not, I'm not smashing Udemy. Like, like Udemy is very, very, it's, it's big, and there has to be some sort of control because there's going to be people in that community that are going to abuse it. So they've got to bring these, these, these rules in um, to, to, to control everybody because of the, of the, of the few that, that abuse things. But it makes it very hard as, uh, as instructors to sort of build your brand in that, in that scenario. And I think the other thing that we, we we have now is because it's so easy to get courses up on on Udemy that it's becoming like the like the YouTube of education. And and even though they they're, they're trying to control the production quality of the courses, they can't control the content because who 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 can judge whether the content is right. content who is actually good? Do that. So so it's 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 not their fault. I'm I'm not saying it's their fault, but what I'm saying is now you're getting some the the there's a lot of noise on Udemy, and you've got a lot of low quality courses up to some extremely well high quality well produced courses and you've just got to it's just very, it's getting very hard to you know to rise above all that noise so being able to, to to bring your course back to your own site and promote it yourself is a logical um step in my opinion right yeah i i mean i completely agree you know it's 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 kind of like what you said so it's more of a you know a marketplace so um, it's, it's definitely a good way to gain initial traction. Um, but you can also gain initial traction on your own as well, you know, um, and they're not mutually exclusive as well. Mm. Okay. And the other thing too, is I suppose what makes Udemy so attractive is that it's, it, it, it doesn't cost anything to, to get started. You can just make your course and, and upload it. So, uh, that's obviously, uh, uh Fedora also offers a, like a free startup option? Yeah. So we have a, a free option, um, which, um, you know, the, it's free, completely free. All our plans are unlimited students, unlimited, you know, content, unlimited videos, uh, unlimited, right? Um, no, no limits, no pay per student, any of that. Um, the one thing that comes with the free plan is you have a 10% plus $1, uh, transaction fee. Uh, you know, so if you're, you're selling a course for a hundred dollars, you have the 10% plus $1. So you're making $89 your course, which is still better than the 50% of, of, uh, Udemy. So, um, and then you can go up from there. Uh, you know, we have the basic at 29 with an, with an 8% and, uh, that comes with, you know, your own domain and all our third party integrations. Oh, that's what I was going to mention earlier as well. One of the, Things also, uh, you know, you talked about owning your, your own students. One of the also things I also really loved about, um, 
Fedora and one of the reasons I ultimately went with it. And I think this is huge. Like if you're really trying to grow and teach online, like it's all about automation, right? Like it mm-hmm. takes that upfront time, you know, same with you building, you know, building your blog, building your podcast. Like it takes all that upfront time to get all the, you know, the email um, collectors organized, you know, to get the whatever your systems you have in place, right? But you then you want to automate it so that when they come into the course, you welcome them, you know, you send them a, you know, an email that at least seems customized, you know, and get interacting with them and have a, a con- you know, a conversation with them. And then, you know, when they finish a course, or maybe when they, you know, don't come into the course for a week, and you haven't seen them for a week, you want to, you know, drop them a line to, you know, bump them to, to encourage them to keep learning or, you know, uh, when they finish the course, great job. Uh, you know, I love your feedback or, you know, maybe this is, this is the next step I, I suggest for you come here. Right. So all these mm-hmm. third party integrations that are, you know, I would have had to have when I built out my own platform, Fedora already had. So I got to sit there and set up all my, all this automated stuff. And it took, you know, a week or two for me to set up, but, I really haven't touched my school now for, geez, like si- since the be- last year, right? And we're when we're in June, so almost six months now. And yet, I'm still getting people coming into my course. You know, I'm still getting people upgrading to other course, and I'm still getting people, you know, emailing me, uh, responding to my email messages as new students saying, "Thank you so much," you know, uh, for this nice, you know, customized email. It's glad. It's it's good to hear from someone, uh, you know, lot you know that's a real person. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's a big it's a big thing. And as you're saying, also, um, you can you can get people over the over the hurdle. So if they, if they've started and stopped or haven't started, you can customize some some emails going out for them. I think the other thing that we want to talk about is is one thing that that is starting to happen a lot on on Udemy is like where they used to have the occasional discount now they're just discounting all the time and I think even instructors on Udemy now are are inflating their their course prices above what they sort of really expect to get or want to get to to just uh, off, offset this constant discounting now if we go a different route and we start looking at pre- no, premium pricing and, and, and pricing the course for what it's truly worth from the outset and then marketing to that, then obviously you know, you know, your business and brand is going to grow, isn't it? Right. And I mean, so, you know, the, the problem with the, the discounts is, yes, you grow, you grow. Like you get a lot of students, right? That's why I have 40,000 students. However you know, you, a couple of things to say about that is you start training the, as we said, as I said earlier, you know, you start training the base, the customer base to just wait for those deals, you know, um, to, to, you know, the, why would you buy it for full price when you can buy it for $10 or, you know, and then you have people, like you said, inflating their courses and that, and the really reason I think they inflate their, inflate their courses is when those deals are ran and courses are at $10, so if my course is at $10 and the next course is at $10 and I have 10,000 plus students and that course has 10,000 plus students and we both have five star reviews, well, if my course is priced at $99 and their course is priced at $499, they don't care if anybody's not going to buy the $499. What it is is that now someone's going to buy their course because we're priced the same, but in their mind, they're getting a better deal. Um, mm. you know, because they have the other two, uh, I guess social proofing mechanisms 
um, you know, I've been checked off for each course. And so the final one, the final decision maker is price, right? Because, you know, mm. in our minds, price is the shortcut. It's supposed to be the indicator to value. Even if, if you know, course A delivers more value than course B, if course B is priced higher, you know, so that's um, why I think people inflate it. Um, and then, you know, it, even like, here's the beautiful thing about learning. Like if I learn how to build, you know, an iPhone app, or I learn how to negotiate and, and say that course is even, we'll say, well, let's pick a high number. Let's say that course is $499, $500. Well, if I learn how to make an iPhone app, you know, and I get a job that these days are worth six figures plus, it's easy to justify purchasing that, especially if the, you know, instructor offers you a refund. Um, you know, if, if you have the money, it's easy to justify purchasing, you know, purchasing that. And then again, you know, if it's a negotiation and it helps you get a raise, if you have the money, it's easy for you to justify purchasing that because it, you know, it, you get a return on your investment, you know, mm-hmm. and plus the, it's, it's over the life cycle of your, you know, it's over your life. So that return on your investment could happen multiple times. At least that's the way I justify it. And you know, you try to justify it to your students as well, because I mean, in all honesty, that's the truth. You know, like what you're looking to do is you're, you know, when you're looking about how much should I pay for something? Well, how much is this going to ultimately bring back into my pocket? Right. Um, mm. And, you know, and there's different other, you know, met- less obvious, whether your course is, you know, how to teach or is more focused on happiness. And that's even, you know, priceless. It's, you know, it could be even more um, ways to, to justify that. Um, but anyways, what I'm getting at is, then when you start training these people to just look for the cheap courses, what happens is and it starts to um, it starts to you know take away the value of that in the sense like that they're like, well, you know, yeah, like on a normal you know flat scale, yes, it's worth four hundred ninety nine dollars, but it's not worth four hundred ninety nine dollars relatively when I can go over to somewhere else. And get something that, even though it may not provide the same value, then, uh, then you, I'll go over there though, because it's so much cheaper, which, which is, you know, the part of the hurdle that you have to, you have to conquer. And I think by constantly delivering value to your students, you know, and bringing them in, uh, whether it's, you know, a free course at first, which is, you know, just a bite size of your full course, then you start getting them to trust you, right? And they know that it's worth Mm. that value. Mm, absolutely i think you still got to put that put put that free offering out yeah just to so people can see the quality uh get to know you and then of course you can you can then bring them into your into your bigger courses and then of course because we're going out now at a premium price versus a discount there's going to be a, a different approach to the to the promotion isn't there and what do you mean by that i'm sorry well, just saying, like, 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 if you, if you, if, if you're just used to say promoting on, on, on Udemy, and you, and you just blast out some, some discount coupons to all these different, like, fifty like odd right. coupon sites around, or, or whatever. Um, that if you, if you, if you're now promoting out at a, at a, at a premium price, your whole, your whole promotion strategy has to change, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and it has to be. It's more invested, you know. You have to be more invested in it, and that's why. I think giving away the free version is awesome, just as you said, because you get them. It's easy to hide behind a computer screen, right? And to put up, you know, whatever you want and say whatever you are. 
um, the hard part is then delivering on the value. So if you're able to deliver on the value and, and it, believe it or not, like it's really, in my opinion, not as hard as you think it is to deliver on the value because there are so many poor instructors out there. Like, and what I mean by poor instructors is they may not be poor instructors, but they're great marketers. So they can, they can cut corners on the actual content side because they know they can get it sold. You know, so if you don't have to put the effort in, then why do it? So I think it's not as that's not how I believe, but I think that's, you know, their mental um, dialogue that goes on behind the scenes. So I think, you know, a lot of people think they have to create this amazing course that's just perfect. And you'll realize like, yeah, you do have to create a good course, but it's not as hard as you think. And you're more capable of doing it than a lot of people give themselves credit for. So then once you give them a taste of that, then it's like you said, it's it's more invested um, with the students. And but it's good that way because you get less students one. So it's lower maintenance. Plus, you know, higher prices tend to come with higher quality students or customers. You know, the old uh, what is like in four hour work week, the fifty dollar, hundred dollar rule. You know, um, you get you get better quality students. And what I mean by that is they're more invested in your course because they've paid more money. Um, and they're, they're, they're just overall better quality in the fact that they don't complain as much. You know, they, they understand that you're giving them this value and they're happy to receive that value. Mm. And it's a relationship, you know? Yeah. And that's a very good point as you're saying too, because when you're coming out at, no, when you price your, your course correctly as it, as it's worth, you don't need 40,000 students to, to start, you know, making a decent income now you can you can have you know four or five thousand students at a, at a premium price course and still be earning good money and it's it's honestly much more enjoyable like interacting with those students ones that uh in take time to invest in their you know in their self-improvement and you know value it there it's just it it feels better for me to interact with them because i know i'm truly helping them um, versus a lot of times, you know, with the free or the five or the $10, people are just jumping in the course because it's a deal. And then they kind of want to be more spoon fed in terms of like, there's a lot more questions. And a lot of times, you know, you'll see this, at, you know, once you get into this, it's hard to explain from the outside. But a lot of these questions are obvious, like they're, they, it's like they almost just want you to give them the answer, right? They don't want to take time to mm. invest in finding it. Like, you know, uh, for me, for instance, I've changed one of the, I, so all my courses are built on, uh, you know, learning by doing and project-based learning. And so I'm teaching them, you know, front-end web development. So through teaching them that, I we build websites together. Um, and one of my websites has changed, changed uh, like the address. So it's no longer 1millionlines.com. It's makerbase.com slash OML. Um, but like in the free version of the course, I get qu- a question a week asking you know, why, you know, that site's no longer up. And it's clearly in lesson two saying, this site is no longer up, you know, please refer to this site for it. And then in the full price course, which is, you know, uh, multiple modules versus the free is just one module of that multiple modules, um, you know, a yeah. taster, uh, you know, I've, I think I've had that question once ever. Because mm, obviously people in the free are just are just skipping through and they probably skip past unit two right. to get to unit whatever. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now you do actually have a, um, a a webinar or an online training that that people can 
come and, and, and sort of learn some of these strategies. Could you want to talk more about that? Yeah, so this is great. So, you know, one thing we're really committed to at, at Fedora is, in, is, you know, giving as much value as, as we can back to our instructors. And, you know, we, we do our blog um, at Use Fedora where our two founders, which are awesome, uh, are, uh, you know, great at, at growth hacking. So they, they, and they're great at, we have, you know, it's, it's good because we have all this data of all, you know, all the, the 5,000 plus instructors on our platform. So we get to see what works and what doesn't. So we report back to the instructors and we do these case studies and put them on the blog to, uh, to tell them what's working and what's not working, right? To give them ideas to try different things and different principles to grow there. So what we've done is basically put together a, you know, a, a webinar for starters. Um, and I mean, beginners, I guess I should say. And basically, you know, it's, it's seven simple steps. This is what it's called. Seven simple steps to creating and selling your first profitable online course in the next 30 days or less. So, you know, basically we want to break down that barrier because a lot of the times it's the mental barrier or, you know, I don't, I can't do this. It's going to take too long to, to make a course or, you know, it's, uh, too hard to do or I don't know anything. I don't have anything that I could teach somebody or, you know, I have too many ideas. I don't know which to decide. So we break down all those myths. And we give you seven, you know, quick, simple steps, basically, you know, that have been proven through all, all you know, all the data we've um, researched and, you know, what I've used and what Encore and Conrad, that's our founders, have used and what the, you know, the two guys at Bitfountain, which coincidentally, all of those just mentioned, uh, Bitfountain, you know, sold more than $2 million last year. All of us are in the Million Dollar Instructor course um, teaching. So it's it's all that stuff that's proven techniques and we go over those. Um, in the webinar and try to give you, you know, as much as we can in, in an hour or so of basically how to get, you know, hit the ground running, how to get started and get that first profitable course up in, uh, you know, less than 30 days. Mm. Awesome. Okay. And what we'll do is in the, in the show notes, we'll, we'll in- include a link to that webinar because, uh, I've listened, I've listened to it and it's absolutely brilliant. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I'll, we'll we'll put that into the into the show notes. And is there anything else that you uh, you want to mention that we haven't like, we haven't discussed? Let me look. Yeah, I'm looking over my notes here. The oh man, I mean, I can talk about this stuff for hours. The the main thing I want to <laughs> give a uh, you know get across is is just that, and you know, I'm I'm I could you know some. Uh, of your listeners out there be like, duh, Ryan. But, uh, for the, for the couple people that aren't is, you know, that it is completely doable and it's, you know, it's, it's not as hard as you think. And, you know, a what four, no, 16, no, what's a year and a half, 18 months ago, you know, I was sitting in a lot of y'all's shoes being like, you know, it, it, you know, starting off with that blog post, like I could, I should teach this. But in inside, what was really telling me is like, you know, you have no expertise, you know, all you are is a self-taught developer, you know, you don't, you don't working for some huge company, like you shouldn't teach this, you know, and now it's 18 months later, it's a completely different, you know, mindset. It's, it's all about the results of your students. You know, they all love the course. You can, you know, the, the reviews have shown that and, and it's, you know, now I see how possible it is and it's, it's amazing how much you learn by teaching. Uh, it's, it's, a it's a truly, uh, for me, um, amazing experience. Mm. It is. It's, it's a, it's a real gift to be able to give. I think it's, exactly. it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really fulfilling. 
And I think the thing we should should really sort of highlight here is that throughout this call, we've been saying Fedora, Fedora, Fedora. But if anybody goes to the website and just or to a browser and types in Fedora.com, they're not going to find you, are they? That is great. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we, we're working on that. I'm still getting used to that. Yeah. So it's actually at use usefedora.com. Uh, That's it. And and you, I hope you'll find us. We should be in the top three results. But either way, exactly as you said, usefedora.com. Um, and you can catch our homepage right there. And I'm sure that'll be in the, the show notes as well as we'll have, uh, it'll be in the show notes as well. But to that webinar offer for your listeners, you know, we'll have it at, uh, usefedora.com slash, um, ecourse, ecourse domination, right? Yep. Perfect. That, that'd be great. And, and, and while we're talking about links and everything else, uh, how can people find out more about you and your courses? Um, yeah. So, uh, if you want to find out more about me, it's, it's, uh, ryanbonhart.com. Um, and I'll have links to, you know, my medium postings, all that good stuff. And then, uh, makerbased.com is, is where makerbased is at. So, you know, feel free to check out both those. And, you know, if you have any, uh, specific questions for me, um, anything like that, you can reach me at ryan at usefedora.com or my first initial R last name bonhart at gmail.com. Either one. So, I check both of those every day, so feel free to reach out for me there. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Ryan. You've you've shared so much, and I said I was very uh, excited to, to have you on the show to to present Fedora to the audience because I, I think it is something that if you if, if they really want to sort of build their brand and 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 get a solid start in, in the online course business, then you've really got to host your own your own site and, and and fedora has everything all set up and you say so you don't have to be technical you can just load up your course and, and and set it up and you're going to have all those other benefits that you just don't get on other sites where where you're a little bit more controlled so i thank you very much once again for for your time and all this great information and the and the offers that you've given yeah i mean thank you for having me man it's it's been a great time and i i really appreciate it I hope you found the information in that interview useful. Now, please don't think we're, we're smashing Udemy. We're not. Like, Udemy is a good place to be. Uh, I'll never say never post your courses to Udemy. Like, I'll continue to post my courses to, to Udemy as well. I think if you don't post to Udemy, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. But I do believe that if you are looking to take control of your course and to take control of your business and your brand, then you have to seriously look at sites like Fedora. On the other side of things, I've been going through their course, Million Dollar Instructor, and it's absolutely amazing. And it is just bringing a, a whole different dimension to the on, online course marketing, promotion, and creation that many other courses that I've taken just haven't addressed. So um, this is this is also where I got the idea for the pre-launch site that I spoke about at the top of the show at ecoursedomination.com slash ideas pre-launch. A fantastic course. So, um, once again, get onto that, get onto that webinar because there's some great information there as well. And the webinar is at usefedora.com forward slash ecourse domination. And you can also find links to that on the show notes. Now, I said I'm a big fan of Fedora. Fedora is going to be a big part of my business. It's where I'm going to be hosting all my premium priced products, uh, all my premium priced courses. And I said I highly recommend that you you just take the time out and just consider what we said, especially about you know 
Now, what, now what, what do we want? Do we want to get 40,000 people in at, at $5 or do we want to get a thousand people in at $400? Just, you know, it, you don't need a lot of students at a premium price to make a good living and to look after those students well. That's all we're saying. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the interview. And of course, as always, you can find the show notes at ecoursedomination.com slash 12. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 12. That's the numbers one and two. Now, once again, if you found this information useful and you enjoyed the show, please, if you, if you got a chance, pop across to iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. Your, your feedback and ratings and reviews really help me. They actually do make me feel good that I'm helping people. And it also gets the show out in front of more people so that we can help more people. So your ratings and reviews would be really, really highly appreciated. And as always, if you give me a five-star review, I'll give you a shout out on the show. Now, I know you've got lots of options. I know you've got a busy life. So I do truly appreciate you taking not only the time to listen to me, but actually you know, taking the information that I'm giving you. It's, it's, it, you, know, you were giving me a gift of your time and I hope in return I've given you a gift with some ideas and some information and ways to go forward. And until next time, take care.